0: Wednesday, February 12th. I am Martine Powers. This is an election update from Post Reports. So unlike the day after the Iowa caucuses, we actually have results today from the New Hampshire primaries. What have we seen so far? Who won?
1: Well, Bernie Sanders won. Let me take this opportunity... So thank the people of New Hampshire for a great victory tonight. And in doing so, became the first candidate to unquestionably win a state. Of course, after Iowa, after that lengthy count, we had Bernie Sanders with the most votes, but Pete Buttigieg with the most delegates. Victories behind us, popular vote in Iowa and the victory here tonight. So you even saw Bernie Sanders in his victory speech last night saying we had won Iowa, which is disputed at this point. But uh, clearly he is the winner of New Hampshire. There's no doubt about that. And he'll try to turn that into momentum. We're going to Nevada. Nevada. We're going to South Carolina. We're going to win those states as well. I'm Aaron Blake, senior reporter for The Fix.
0: Though it's worth pointing out that very, very close behind him was Mayor Pete Buttigieg.
1: Yeah, and that's the other major point here, which is that Bernie Sanders won New Hampshire in 2016 by 22 points. It was not close. This time it was Very close and probably closer than we expected, judging by some of the late polls. Bernie Sanders won New Hampshire with 26% of the vote. Pete Buttigieg was second, about 1.5% behind. Amy Klobuchar was third at 20%. And bringing up the rear, both in single digits were Elizabeth Warren at 9% and Joe Biden at 8%. If we're looking at delegates, only the top three candidates got them. Nine apiece for Bernie Sanders and Pete Buttigieg and six for Klobuchar. So even as Pete Buttigieg did not get the victory... I admired Senator Sanders when I was a high school student. I respect him greatly to this day, and I congratulate him on his strong showing tonight. It's difficult to come away with this, arguing that that was anything amounting to a disappointment for him. So many of you decided that a middle-class mayor and a veteran from the industrial Midwest was the right choice to take on this president. And it looks like a reaffirmation that he is a force to be contended with. In this race. And thanks to you, a campaign that some said shouldn't be here at all has shown that we are here to stay.
0: So in fourth place was Elizabeth Warren. In fifth place was Joe Biden. But the big surprise was that in third place was Senator Amy Klobuchar, who did, I think, surprisingly well in New Hampshire.
1: Yeah, and that was one of the biggest takeaways here. Amy Klobuchar really needed a third place finish after a disappointing fifth place finish in Iowa. And really, I think maybe the most encouraging thing for her is it suggested a real form of momentum, especially after the debate on Friday. One moment that I think really stuck out from that, apart from just kind of a generally strong performance, was when she went after Pete Buttigieg.
0: We had a moment the last few weeks, Mayor, and that moment was these impeachment hearings.
1: For his comments about impeachment and how the whole thing was exhausting to people on the outside.
0: But what you said, Pete, as you were campaigning through Iowa, as three of us were jurors in that impeachment hearing, you said it was exhausting to watch and that you wanted to turn the channel and watch
1: cartoons. She basically argued that this is an important process and that it was too dismissive of the importance of what's happening in Washington. I
0: think this going after every single thing that people do, because it's popular to say and makes you look like a cool
1: newcomer. I just, I don't think that's what people want right now. And she
0: just generally went after Buttigieg in a way that I think surprised and impressed some people.
1: Yeah, and I don't know how much her momentum is due to you know, necessarily going at Buttigieg and knocking him down because he did pretty well on Tuesday, as we've discussed. But it did suggest a kind of a formidability that maybe has been lacking in perceptions of Amy Klobuchar so far.
0: And our colleague, Jenna Johnson, she was at Amy Klobuchar's headquarters on Tuesday night and said that they were very happy with what happened in New Hampshire.
1: Yeah, and they should be happy. She had more votes than both Joe Biden and Elizabeth Warren combined. She is a real option in this race now, whereas before she was kind of an also-ran who maybe wouldn't last past New Hampshire. So it's going to be up to her to build upon this, but she has a a seat at the table in a way that she quite simply didn't before. And I don't know if she would have gotten that if it was kind of a middling third-place finish rather than a pretty resounding one.
0: So I want to talk a little bit about the actual number of votes that were cast for the candidates and whether we should be reading anything into that, specifically in the context of Senator Sanders, because he is the one candidate who was running in 2016. And he got a lot of votes in New Hampshire then and didn't get as many now. And I wonder what you think that says.
1: Yeah, it was about half as much, actually, um, in, in the election last night versus 2016, I think that's worth noting. These are voters that he had before who didn't vote for him again. They would seem to be voters he'd want to be able to get to in this election. But this is a much more crowded race. The vote was always going to be split more than it was in a two-candidate race in 2016. If I'm Bernie Sanders, I'm not sure that I'm too worried about that, even as you'd obviously like to have all of those voters that voted for you last time.
0: And do we have a sense so far of demographically which candidate is shaping up to be the candidate for which demographic?
1: Yeah, this has actually been pretty clear both in Iowa and in New Hampshire. Uh, Bernie Sanders is overwhelmingly the choice of young voters, those under 30, of very liberal voters, even liberal voters too. Pete Buttigieg has a much broader appeal. He's not particularly strong in any one demographic, but he does well across almost all of them, at least the ones we've seen so far, which I should note does not include minority voters. And then you look at a candidate like Amy Klobuchar, who had a strong showing on Tuesday. Her support is disproportionately older. It is disproportionately moderate. So you have kind of, if you look at those trio of candidates, you have Sanders with the younger liberal voters, Buttigieg, much more of kind of a consensus candidate that doesn't do particularly well with one demographic group. And then Amy Klobuchar kind of looking as the moderate candidate with a much older base of support. You know, whether any of those are what you want at this point, it remains to be seen. But certainly it does seem to be breaking down in those three lanes at this point.
0: I think one thing that I found really surprising in the lead up to to New Hampshire was just how many stories came out of people who were saying – in the days leading up to the primary, that they were still undecided, that they were still unsure of who exactly they wanted to vote for. I surprised
1: myself. See, so were you undecided as you sort of came I in today? I lied to those people out there. There's somebody out there saying, anybody undecided? Are you undecided? Yeah just didn't want to get tangled up out
0: there. And our colleague, Sean Sullivan, he talked to some of these voters who were undecided. And it was really interesting to hear about how they were thinking about this race.
1: Well, I thought it was going to be Amy or Elizabeth. Mm. But when I think about it, you know, I sort of went down the list. As much as
0: I am progressive in my values and the way I think this country to go, I don't think it's time
1: right now. I think there's so much up to do. Yeah, it was pretty remarkable. According to the exit polls, this actually accounted for half of voters, 50 percent who said that they decided that in the last few days. Uh, those voters broke pretty strongly for Buttigieg and Klobuchar, whereas Bernie Sanders relied much more heavily on people who had decided earlier in the race. So that's the reason why Sanders' margin of victory was perhaps smaller than we thought it was.
0: And presumably, especially for people who so far have been voting for Pete Buttigieg and Amy Klobuchar, would they theoretically have been people who would have started out this campaign season thinking that they were going to vote for Biden and, and switched over?
1: Yeah, if you look at the votes that especially Klobuchar got on Tuesday. It is the Biden coalition, essentially. She seems to have kind of taken over that. One question is, what do Joe Biden and Elizabeth Warren do? They have had two disappointing showings uh, in each of the first two states. Biden insists he's pressing on. He went to South Carolina on election night, even though the race was in New Hampshire. There are real questions about whether he has the funding and whether he'll have a base of support moving forward. Warren, it's not clear where her next win might come from. Biden could win in South Carolina, but Warren doesn't seem to be well-positioned basically anywhere else at this point, and you wonder what her path to victory is. Buttigieg is kind of in the Biden lane to some degree, but as I said, his, his support is actually pretty even across many demographics. He pulls in liberal voters. He can get both young and old voters. He seems to be building something of an electability case for Democrats if they want to have somebody who can maybe unite both sides of the party. But again, the big question, which we haven't seen answered yet, and other polls suggest he has a very big problem with, is can he win minority voters, especially black voters? He just doesn't have a pulse with them right now. And that'll start to be very real, starting in South Carolina, and then on Super Tuesday when many very diverse states will start voting.
0: Aaron Blake is a political reporter for The Fix.